Well, hello again, everybody. I'm back. It's your host, The Dia Silent. Uh, it's about 6.20 in the morning on a Wednesday morning, October the 4th. Uh, it's actually dark outside. I think finally the year is, you know, finally breaking way to winter to fall. Well, I think we're already in fall. The winter's coming. Um, the winter solstice. And it, to me, just kind of like... Just a little eerie out there. So dark. So quiet. It's a little windy at my house. Uh, but let's get into it. Uh, it's a Wednesday morning. It's a midweek. Uh, I'm going to start this. And then... Well, actually... And then, you know, build it over the next couple of days. Because I got a couple of things that... I watched, I binge watched Castlevania, so we'll talk about that, but let's talk about the main course. Ahsoka. I just finished the season finale yesterday, and I think overall it has to be. I mean, bravo to Star Wars. I know that Star Wars fans are they're eating good, and I love the story in Ahsoka. Essentially, giving us bits and pieces of Clone Wars, brought back uh, Hayden Christensen, you know, and not as Vader. They brought back Annie, you know, and I don't know. I I think when Star Wars fans collectively pull together their their might you know down the road I want to say 10-15 years from now Kylo Ren in you know uh, I can't think of Daisy's character's name in Star Wars yet Ray um I think they'll will have grown under people as well. It's a story that was. Um, I don't actually have a problem with the newest the Star Wars movies. There's a lot of bickering between the fans. A lot of things that the fans nitpick, but it's just nitpicking. I mean, you know, the First Order and stuff. Who is Snow? You know. Again, Palpatine was the main villainous entity behind it all. But I really feel that, like, as we progress farther into Star Wars lore and just seeing different aspects of the universe, you know, I kind of feel like As far as a Star Wars fan, if we pull together from all the different angles, you know, I think we're going to hit it. And to me, and that's, we pulled from, this is from, the to me, the prequels, you know, Ahsoka, Clone Wars era. And obviously, Anakin is part of the Force now. So he, this is post him... This is after Endor. It's after the the OG films. This takes place sometime after that. I think, but I think collectively, you know, if you're a Star Wars fan, you, you're getting the, you're getting the you're getting all of it. Like it was just, it's a phenomenal kind of surreal experience that like all these movies I've grown up watching that this one was connected to it but it was also its own thing you know what I mean and and I think if you're a Star Wars fan like you're just the world has opened up into so many possibilities it can go so many different ways there's a whole other galaxy now that they've been to um and Ahsoka and and Sabine and Hu Yang are like essentially stuck over there. 
I don't know how they're going to get them to come back. You know, they introduced some new characters. You know, Shin. I think it's Shin Hati. You know, and Baylor. Or Baylin, or whatever his name is. Are over there. And I kind of wonder... Like... I know that the season two isn't yet greenlit, but I think that I mean that's just coming. That should just come like any moment now, within the next weeks or months. I think a second season is in order, and I think overall we need probably a season more of this, and perhaps you know. A couple of more things. Maybe they need to make a special into showing some moving parts, you know, and then a movie could be done, I think. Um, But I don't think that a movie is necessarily in order yet. They're just setting the stage, they're just setting the table. The the dinner is not yet done it's not ready to be served guests are not but I think we are getting close we're they're stepping they're stepping forward and again they're setting the table I I don't think you see that's what I kind of feel like in Ahsoka season 2 I don't think that's going to lead directly into a movie so maybe we'll see her in a movie before you know before a season two but I don't know because it, then it would be making not, not a lot of sense but if I was the Disney execs and I was the Star Wars execs I, I would even I'm like chomping at the bit because I know they've They've not hit it out the park with Obi-Wan. You know, I don't know if they're going to do a Mandalorian season four, but the book of Boba Fett is right there and they can bring in other Mandalores to the fray. Um, there's Andor there as well. And then now we have Ahsoka. Um, just kind of wondering how they're going to bring all these characters together together and not that how they're going to bring it all together but I want them to bring it all together to make some sort of a team up Uh, and now I believe you have Thrawn as the main villain going forward I think Thrawn is going to go from the silver screen to the big to the big screen uh and I just kind of feel like that that's already... They have the villain there. Um, Ezra reuniting with uh, Hera was great. You know... You kind of wonder about the son... You know, that she has. So, they, they've got a lot of... they. Overall, Ahsoka was really good. Because I think this is the... This probably was the most connected to what's possibly going to happen in the future movies of Star Wars um, than any other project that they had done. And I think that's great for them because I think ultimately the goal for Star Wars is to make a movie or two or three, um, which they possibly could do. But I don't know if they're already going to jump the gun and make another start making another trilogy. I did hear that they are making movies. Or they're starting it up. But I think one more series is in order. Maybe two. Or a special in a series. I think they should do... If they're going to do The Mandalorian, they should they should maybe have Din Djarin not be so much and just have it be The Mandalorians. You know, not just The Mandalorian. Um... Because I, I believe that they have they have something there as well. You know. As something is squeaking in the back of my pickup right here. 
but the man the Mandalorians uh, we also have a Din Grogu so we'll see what they do I, I, I'm, I'm excited for the future of Star Wars right now because I feel like in the movies they're gonna have to go and get Ahsoka and Sabine back they're gonna need to get help or they're gonna have to make their way back and it would be cool for them to make their way back and in, into a great battle and have Sabine join not only the Mandalorian the Mandalores uh, find out that they've retaken their homeworld and that the uh, the waters of Mandalore now exist, and then there's no more law about the masks. That some will be without it, and some will maintain it. Uh, be interesting to see if they turn their back on the Jedi at some point, uh, and do battle with Thrawn in his building back of the Empire. You know, it'd also be interesting to see if they age up a little bit of Grogu to help Bad. I think I think we've seen enough baby Grogu or the child. And we can get into a little bit of teenager. Maybe not so much bigger, but maybe not so much but maybe he'll have gear. Um and obviously he'll have his saber at some I hope but I also kind of want to put him in the mech suit like like how he was in, in the series he could operate a mech suit maybe put him in like something that has like four arms like General Griffin you give it, just give him a shitload of lightsabers I mean I think he could do it and it would be smart to use him in that capacity because it'd be kind of weird seeing the littlest of dudes fight next to all these big characters but with that said I mean back to Ahsoka the, the season finale was the shit uh, ultimately Thrawn leaves and he's back uh, and they arrive at Dathomir so I'm kind of wondering are they going to go a more magical dark magic route forward in the universe and that makes a lot of sense. I know a lot of people were kind of talking about, you know, different things that ultimately was uh, that happened, you know, that that was and is. But the force in and of itself can be used in many different ways that we know it. And there's, they haven't even started really conveying the powers of the force throughout the Star Wars universe Um, as was said that you know throughout the films that you know Pelagius was able to save those from the dead like uh, resurrection there's also the dark forbidden of cloning or replicating I mean there's so many things that the force can be done I also I'm kind of wondering if Padme was also force sensitive if she is also going to join the force and talk to like Leia going forward uh, there's that there's um, force projecting I mean there's a whole ton of stuff and, and them dabbling off into magic as well is not big of, that big of a deal for me uh, again, they have not even started. Uh, you know, Palpatine is not the only one who can wield lightning either. Uh, there's the gift of foresight, and you see some of Ahsoka's ability to communicate with, you know, Sabine from a long distance to track her location. Like, there's, you know, they just open up the world beyond worlds. Or the world between worlds. Like there's so much that they can get. That they can go into. And just discover. And I'm okay with it. I'm okay with the. Thrawn ending up on Dathomir first. In. Probably. Organizing an entire army of undead. You know. I'm okay with that. 
I'm actually okay with a lot of things that they're doing in the in in this particular series. Like I'm literally okay with everything that they've done. It was a gr- it was a great you know a great you know series. And then at the end of it, at the end of it, you see them right there. I'm kind of wondering if you know they have the the father and the son and they're you know they're missing the daughters but I don't know if they're going to turn Ahsoka into the daughter I don't know how far they're going to get into the gods you know I don't I don't know we kind of I mean I'm assuming I'm assuming there, there's a lot of assumptions here now that Anakin is continuing to mentor Ahsoka. Obviously, there's no possible way for her to turn evil, is there? Or to turn to the dark side. You would assume that that's not possible. Especially as a kind of turned her from you know, one aspect, and then then she came out like great. Like she she leveled up when she after she battled uh, Balan. Bail- Bail- uh, so we'll you know I don't know. There's just a, there's so much. You would assume that that's you would assume they're gonna start talking about the gods in. Ahsoka 2, you would assume that? You would assume that they teased it? We don't know what's going to happen with Shin. She's going to wrangle up an army on that home world. You know, obtain an army of her own. You know, rule and essentially rule for Dia or whatever, whatever home world they are over there. Um... You would assume that they're going to leave that planet eventually to help fight Thrawn and get back to... There's a lot of assumptions, but not all of them can happen. It'd be kind of interesting to see what actually happens going forward. You would assume also that... Ahsoka is going to train Sabine thoroughly in the Force... And now that Sabine is a little bit more force compatible, you know, you would assume she's going to turn into, once again, Ahsoka's pad one, and then that's not going to stop. Obviously, they're going to be stuck on that planet for more for a couple of days. So we'll see how far her Jedi training goes. Uh, I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of assumptions. You're going to assume that Thrawn, we're assuming as well that Thrawn is going to be the villain maybe over the next film or two or three we're, we're that we're assuming right I mean there's no possible way for them to snipe him out of existence is there there's a lot of assumptions going on but that you know we shall see we, we shall see if they eventually who they eventually bring out towards the end of this world that they're uh, creating with Star- within Star Wars and, and I don't actually think Star Wars is going to stop Star Wars much like Marvel and I'm assuming much like a couple other franchises out there that are in existence I want to say like Fast and Furious um, I would even say DC to an extent Dent, although DC is kind of teetering on what is there, but the this for for example, the Fast and Furious, um, Marvel, Disney, and a couple other franchises out there like Harry Potter, maybe Lord of the Rings. They have money backed by studios. To have the ability to put out like 10 to 15 
Um, you know, like Marvel more than everybody else, but they have the ability to put out like Lord of the Rings has the ability to put out. Not they have the Rings of Power, they have video games, they have this. They can make another movie if they want. They have the ability to produce. If Amazon wanted, they could just keep. They could just keep producing Amazon movies or uh, series, which I don't know when's the Ring of Power season two coming out. But Star Wars has that ability to drop so many titles or new series before if none of them make money then they finally stop but I believe that you know over the course of years Star Wars has made billions and billions of dollars and even the one of the newer ones I think The Force Awakens was a huge massive success and I kind of feel like that has and then with the success I believe of you know the Mandalorian and, and the child baby Grogu baby Yoda as it were all that merch that went along with it they have built themselves up into once again as being some sort of a a powerhouse and I think once this new movie whenever the newer movies drop the next newest iteration of movies drop as long as they don't make like only four or five hundred million and then make a billion or two billion it'll once again push the Star Wars universe into another machine of like hey let's turn out another couple of and they could they could always drop and bring in more new characters um and go back in time and, and do some story flesh out stuff there they can always just, you know, do things. I, Obi-Wan, they can go back and just do more Obi-Wan. And they don't even need Obi-Wan to necessarily um, be fighting that much. They can focus more on, like, maybe a teenage, you know, Luke Skywalker and a teenage Leia, you know, and their story and keeping them safe. There's stuff that they can do so much stuff at Star Wars now. Um, the the future Star Wars looks so bright, and and Ahsoka again. As we getting, you know, it's hard to review this series because I talked about it before in, in the midway point, but I'm kind of talking about now the possibilities and what's, you know, what's there for them going forward. I, I think in this, Ahsoka season two is going to be lit. Don't know when it's coming out, but I think it should come out before a movie. But it may come out after another movie. But the question becomes, how do we bring them back? Is Ezra going to be able to bring them back? Um, because I don't know if they're going to be able to get back all by themselves. The technology or the Star Wars is going to be the only way I think that they can get back. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, man. But uh, overall, it's so good. The series was great. Uh, I got to give it like... Eight and a half to nine out of a ten for me, just on pure nostalgia and pure just stuff that happened. Cool shit. Uh, it was a really good series, you know. And I kind of I'm excited about what's what's on the horizon for Star Wars personally. And with that said, guys, we'll come back. We'll talk a little Castlevania, you know, and how good that shit was too. I want a live-action Castlevania movie uh, ASAP. Um, I know it's Dracula and vampires, but if they can follow what Netflix did on the animation, they'll be in good. They'll be in great shape. Um, but with that said, I'm gonna pause this here, and then we'll get back and we'll talk Castlevania in a moment. Okay, let's talk a little bit about Castlevania Nocturne on Netflix. My goodness, that shit was good, man. Uh, easily, like, I think, I think, literally, it's probably an eight point seven five, if not a nine, uh, out of a ten for me. There's only a couple of things I was like hoping for, and that was, I wanted 
Alucard to show up. And he did at the very last possible teeny weeny eeny bitty last second. Uh, but with him showing up, they also killed off Jolta, which I was very, very sad about. Um, because she had grown on me. You know, all the characters kind of grew on me. It was like, Orlocks. Do I, I want that man to succeed. I don't know what his ultimate game plan is, but it looks like he wants to betray Bathory, Ezerbet. And he wants to betray her or gain her powers and or prevent her reign from coming to fruition. Uh, and he's justified in doing everything he's doing. Um, obviously, Belmont, he, can't, he comes to tell the story that uh, Richter Belmont's mother killed his lover and thus he had to kill her which makes a lot of sense I mean an eye for an eye as far as I'm concerned and you can you can take that all the way up to from top to bottom eye for an eye you know oh man Orlox was the shit I mean I don't know what his powers are to mit- to turn himself into mist, but he's also got a dragon. But Bathory also knows about him because she told him to his face, it's her job as a god to know where all her dragons are. And he kind of understood that she has an eye on him, but maybe she understands that she can't be at all places at once and that she needs... There was a lot... There was a lot of... The writing of the story... The story is so fucking good, man. You know... I become... You know, I played Castlevania back in the day on, like, the, the Nintendo or Super Nintendo. And I haven't really touched it since. Um, you know... I don't know where they're at game-wise. And when I watched it... Part 1 on Netflix... You know, I think it was like two or three years ago now. When I watched the first part, I was in my anime binge. I was just looking up animes and watching all the ones that they were recommending. Like, I had some time and I just... I was trying to learn Japanese at that point. So I was all into animes. And and Castlevania popped up and I was like, okay, well, this is a nice break from... Like, so much Japanese. I mean, I could watch Japanese dub, you know... Uh, subtitled, not dubbed, subbed, but it's like, and, and I'm trying to pay attention to the words that they're saying, you know, hi, EA, you know, arigatou gozaimasu, like, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot that you pick up, and I'm like, I, I at a children's level, I think I could get by in Japan. As a middle schooler or high schooler, no. But it's still a goal of mine to learn the language. Um, if not to be able to communicate somewhat, at least be able to hold a conversation slightly. It might take me the rest of my life to do it, but it, I, I mean, it's a goal of mine. But I'm getting off track. But I watched Castlevania Season 1, and then I think there was already Season 2. And I was already hooked. Dracula's story is the shit. Uh, as it spans through three seasons, you know, like every character in there, and I didn't even want Dracula to die, because I I really felt that the church fucked him over. Uh, he had it all balanced out. His wife was the savior of the city, and for whatever reason, they thought because she was curing sicknesses and things like that, she was a witch, and they put her to the stake and burnt her. And all his love, the light from within him just went out. And he took vengeance upon the earth. And honestly, there was nobody to stop him. So they raised Alucard from this slumber. They brought him to fight Dracula they win but then because Dracula is gone a 
a power vacuum ensues on the people raging war on the continent. And so actually, Victor Belmont fucked up when he killed... Or when, or actually, they all did. They all... It, it, it actually was spurred on by the church. They all fucked up. Because shit was in order. And actually, death was like, yes. Eventually, he would have drained the world dry. But it would have been slowly uh, and steadily. Instead... The new vampires were just... They were going to slaughter everybody and leave nothing for, you know, future... Future deaths. They were they were going to wipe the whole world out. Which is what Dracula wanted to do at some degree. Um, but with him out the picture... Death itself... Uh, was angered with Belmont. And... You know, I don't know the, the whole story off the top of my head. But I remember watching it. And the three warlord girls that were kind of submitting to the top one. uh, They end up beating her and then they end up going and challenging death. And that's kind of where it ends. Belmont comes back out of like wherever, whatever world he was in fighting to whatever realm or reality. Uh, The old man, I thought he was like, he was like some sort of a time traveler. I don't know what the fuck he was. I don't remember. I thought he was going to show up too in the series. Because I figured like, okay, some of them would show up, but not all of them. Or they would have, you know, at least a a, a nod to some of these characters. Um, and I think it's implied that Victor Belmont ends up being with his lady... And you also see, too, Vlad come back from the... He comes back on land. He just... He wakes up in a whole other area. And I think... I mean, he can be Dracula again. Um, But he's living his good life free with, I think, his wife. If I'm not mistaken. I'd have to watch the very last end of season three of Castlevania again. Just to refresh who got left over. But maybe the time traveling... or I don't even know if he was a time traveler. He was trying to open the fucking portal. I don't know what he was doing. But he turned out to be scummy. But then he's the one that helped... Victor Belmont get to the realm of death to it. To stop him. But what did he stop? Because there is now... Uh, Bathory is running free. And she has the power to cast... An everlasting solar eclipse... Uh, you know the the story, the writing of it went hard. Like there were so many moments in the in the story that I just wanted to like screenshot as like a meme or just screenshot because the fucking lines went absolutely hard. Like this is a series that I'm probably gonna end up watching from Castlevania One all over again, just because of the gore factor. They didn't give a fuck. The the characters are cool. Like, don't get me wrong, I liked Victor Belmont. He was a badass. But I was also rooting for Dracula. And I also ended up, like... I was like, yo, Alucard's the shit. They made him the shit. Uh, he was fucking everybody and cutting everybody's head off. And as a matter of fact, towards the end of season three, it was like... Those people try to go... The guy and girl try to go sleep with him. Or they do sleep with him. And when... After they're all done, like, fucking... They try to cut his head off. And instead, he fucks them up, and then he cuts their heads off, and he's like, well, maybe I'll just do what Dad used to do. And he ends up putting their heads on on stakes outside his house, like, you've been warned, motherfucker. You come in, you're going to die. That shit was hard. That whole sequence was, like, five minutes in the... And I was like, dog, Alicard did not give no fucks. Um, he didn't give a shit. And that, and that was so badass of him. Like that, and then he became friends with... Victor, and now he showed up at the last second to help Richter Belmont, uh, who's another surviving descendant. But there's a grandpa there, which I'm not sure if that's Victor's grandson or Victor's son that is now Richter's grandfather. I'm not sure who it is. We don't know yet. I don't think it's actually Victor himself. They don't really know. I don't think it is, though. 
Uh, but the age, whoever it is, is very aged. You can tell he's old. Um, and because Victor was with his wife, I forget her name in the first one, she was very magical. Richter has magical powers in him, as well as his the unordinary ability to just killing vampires. Uh, but the show starts off with the bang. Essentially, Richter's mother is also a magician, uh, and she takes on Orlock, and Orlock snuffs her the fuck out. Um, and then, you know, Orlock tells Richter to his face, he's like, I'm gonna kill you one day. Just, just not today. He's like, with all your hate, you hate me with all your being, and you hate me, and you will seek revenge. And he's like, I don't know. I forgot what he tells him. That shit, that whole, when he's looking, he's like, he's like, that's good to hate me because, you know, he says, I don't really want to kill you yet. But at any point I could, if I really wanted to. And that, that shit just went hard. The, the, the show went hard. Like, uh, again, Drolta, I mean, I could just see so many people cosplaying her in the future. Um, and I want a live action Castlevania Madman. What the fuck? This was good. They take what they got here. They put it on the fucking big screen. I'm, I know it would do well. I know it would do well. I fucking know it. How could it not do well? Uh, the only thing that bothers me is that it's vampire related and the last several vampires have just not gone well. Like, I think there was two two vampire movies this year. Both shit, from what I heard. I, I didn't see the one. Um, you know. I don't know the last... The Dracula, the untold story, to me, that one was a good movie. I love that. I, I'm sick of them making Dracula the bad guy. They need to make Dracula the hero that he is. Um, they just do. They just need to make. They just need to bring him back out the shadows, and really romanticize and and glorify him back to his past former. You know, his past former self. Uh, I'm a big fan of vampires. Um, I'm a I, I'm a big fan of Van Helsing. I, I actually never watched the Van Helsing series on Netflix. Maybe I should have. Um, but I love me vampire. I love me vampire. Show. I actually like monster flicks. Uh, Frankenstein. You know the Van Helsing with Hugh Jackman to me is low key. That movie was ahead of its time, and, and the one thing that the only thing. That it drew back from, or was its major drawback, is it could have split that up into like three parts. It would have been dope to see Frankenstein get made. It would have been dope to see um, Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde, or whatever it is. It would have been dope to see the rise of, you know, the rise of Dracula, and then ultimately Van Helsing. You know, squaring off against them, you know, with werewolves, of all things, uh, would have been dope. I think I think they kind of shot themselves in the foot, throwing so much into the movie, so much lore. They didn't really leave themselves open for a part two, or, or you know, or a third installment. You know, that was the old formula that was doing trilogies. You know, now the formula is just keep it going, like build yourself your own little franchise like every movie now we're getting to the age and I and I actually love the age of keep the story going just Terminators trying it they're not very successful um obviously Marvel's at it they're very successful Godzilla's at it and they're I believe they're successful and actually what makes Godzilla and now we got Kong and now we got all these other mo- monsters in their mix is the monsters don't speak. 
it's just it's an implied what they're doing and so you take out a lot of corny ass dialogue um and you just have to push along a story like hey this is why these monsters are battling give you some eye candy and we're gonna make Godzilla the badass he once was and is I mean that formula is simple you don't have to layer it in with like you know Ezra Miller or Ben Affleck you know their take on it and then what the movie's about and then how they act in the movie and then whether or not they want to stick around or not Transformers is another one that I believe is just they keep making movies over and over like and I actually liked the last Transformers I thought it was I thought it took a lot of ideas from Marvel from like Jurassic Park from a lot of different areas um but I mean it made a lot of sense I thought it was an okay I thought it was a good movie um yeah but going back you know I love I love me some vampire shit uh Blade the trilogy was the shit uh, especially the very last one where uh, Dracula actually comes forth and battles Blade. And I don't want them to do Dracula the same that they did in Blade. I want Dracula to, to not to be invincible. Uh, with the one drawback is he cannot step into the light. But in space, there is no light. Am I right? So it would be fantastic to see them unearth Dracula and then imprison him like hey you know maybe Blake just is only able to capture him but then ultimately they need him out in space like hey we know somebody that can wield a sword that's body abled and yeah we need him I'd love to see that that's something I'd love to see let's have him do battle with the scrolls out there maybe he'll be the one who's only able based off of blood tell who's whoming and who's not? Maybe something like that is ultimately of use. Uh, but that's that's I'm getting far out of bounds. Castlevania, you know, the church, the abbot. Well, I knew the abbot was fucked from the jump. You know, you just knew it. Uh, in like episode three, that comes to. He's the one making the night creatures, and I, and him and his pal, um, something M. I forgot what his name is. Uh, they both were in on it, but the abbot was more. He was more in on it. The father was more, the one pushing, and actually the story made a lot of sense because the church in that time, uh. People wanted their freedom. That's why they were fleeing to the colonies in America. They hated what was going on at their home. And then they en- ended up having the French Revolution and all of those uh, to free themselves of religion. And they were burning churches. And honestly, yeah, I understand why the priest did what he did. He had his motivations were right in the beginning. However, he fucked up aligning himself with the vampires. Uh, because ultimately it cost him something he loved dearly, which was his lover who he had a child with. When you come to find out is that's who's piling around with Richter. Um, I love the story of... Oh, I can't think of the other girl's name. And Ed- Edouard. Uh, her and Edouard's story. Uh, how she was a slave, but she was a slave to a vampire slave owner. Uh, and they uprised, you know, and then she ended up killing him. She cut his head off. Uh, all of that, all of that story was phenomenal, man. I think, you know, and, and they left, they left themselves open, wide open for season two because I watched all eight episodes and I was like, damn, I need more. I just fucking need more. I just need so much more because what's going to happen with Edouard? What's going to happen with Richter? Alucard just showed up. Bathory seems like she's unstoppable. The Abbot is going to... He's now forced to make night creatures out of bodies. I mean, Drolta is dead. Orlok. 
Orlok's his story is yet to be completed. Will we see Dracula? Who the fuck knows? But we have to find out on the next season of fucking Castlevania. Holy shit. Um, yeah, I was fucking good. I mean, I, I binge watched it. I couldn't stop watching it, actually. It was one of those ones I was like, yo, these episodes are like 30, 35 minutes long. There's eight of them. I got through four one day and I was like, yo, I'm just going to do the other two. Like, the other four in another day. I was like, dog, this was too good. Um, way good. You know. It just, it just was good. This whole story was good. There's a lot, there's a lot there to still go. Still going, uh. Pick from, but wherever they do go, hopefully we get some answers. I don't know. Bathory seems like compared to Dracula, she seems a little bit more aggressive. A little bit more. She knows. See, Dracula was was hurled into the position. He didn't have a plan. He was just like, "Yo, you guys killed my wife. I'm ending civilization." Uh, it was spur of the moment. It was a, it was a selfish desire, so to speak. It was a self, not maybe not selfish, but it was a self desire. It's like if you got punched in the face, you know, most of the time, most people react to fight back. It's a whole different story if you've game planned and you have tools at your disposal. To blacken the earth so that way you don't have sunlight, you know, to bother you and it's night full time. It's a whole different story to have a plan and to set and to execute said plan. She's got her forge master who's gonna make all the night creatures. And basically it's under her under her control because she's got the abbot's wife. She turned her into... And actually, she's a powerful sorcerer. So, like, damn. The plan... The plan was executed. Like, I have no idea how the fuck... Even Alucard is going to come up with uh, Richter and company. Don't know. I think it's Mermek or Mermek or something like that. Is the other guy... The other priest dude. I just don't know how they're going to win. Like... They're 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 um, the odds are stacked against them. They're at a, you know it's it's in basketball terms. It's it's eighty to like thirty five in the second quarter. Like like this shit is they're blowing them the fuck out. I don't know. Ali Carter has to regroup them. You, you know, and tell them like we're gonna have to do this this and that and but the whole thing is the whole city is now going to be fortified so I'm not exactly sure and they had they plan on trouncing um three or four cities before they get to Paris and then eventually once they conquer Europe they're moving to the colonies and the rest of the world that's where I think Orlok comes in but Orlok may be the trump card because I do believe he's going to have to end up coming face to face with Alucard and whether or not they're able to play along together might be might be something to to watch for. But also will Richter play nice with you know or Orlox as well. Like we don't know. Be interesting to see what uh what happens all there was out all that all that shakes out. Again, I just watched it I and I and I enjoyed it. I was like Damn, this was good. It's fucking good. Netflix needs to hurry up in the next six months to nine months drop season two of it. I, I don't even think. Eight episodes. I mean, that's for a car, an anime. That's on the low end of how many episodes you can get. You get 11 to 13. But I, I'm fine with what they, what they put out. I, I felt that there was enough meat there. Enough story. There was enough there to, to chew on and to gnaw to really, like, yo. And Bathory seems fucking badass. She's, she's got this, 
the god of war in her, uh, an Egyptian uh, king or something. Uh, truly, truly diabolical. Great, so great setup for what's coming. Um, if you haven't seen Castlevania, I highly recommend uh, going and watching. From you don't need to watch Nocturne. You don't need to watch the first three seasons before you watch Nocturne. I like that this is adjacent. It's got similar characters, similar things, but it's it's its own story with just little ties to the other one. But we'll see what happens. You know, here's to seeing what happens. Um, but up next, what do we got? I started Gen V on Amazon Prime. I might watch Dungeons and Dragons soon. I also am going to review an album, Harm's Way. Dropped a new album, and, and I've like listened to half of it. And I'm like, whoa, this shit is heavy. Uh, I need to see Harm's Way on a fucking a tour ASAP because Harm's Way goes crazy, man. I mean, they just go fucking crazy. Their their music is so heavy. Um, so I got some things to talk about. Also, Raiders is coming up soon. Uh, they're one in three of them turd balls again, as I mentioned before. See if they can turn their season or see if they can save their season from depravity. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's what it is. Uh, I'll get this one posted up. Maybe not right away because I've done like two or three back to back. But maybe I'll post this one up here in the next couple of days. And then, uh, yeah, just wanted to get this one on the book so that way I didn't forget anything. But I'll catch you guys later.